What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, a.k.a. the Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. Today, we have a very good friend of mine coming on the podcast, and that is Andy Jimenez. He's a professional MMA fighter fighting out of Henzo Gracie Academy. Good friend of mine, brown belt under Henzo Gracie Academy. Uh, I'm not sure what his record is, but it is definitely very good. And you should definitely check him out on Instagram and YouTube. He's a complete warrior and one of the most interesting people you'll ever meet. He's been involved with cartel wars, kidnapping. Like he wasn't the one doing the kidnappings, but there's going to be a lot of really fun stories on this podcast. I think it may have been the most fun one I've done so far. And I'm sure you guys are going to love it. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hello? Testing. Lira. Is this is this who I think it is? Is this That's your intro song for your next MMA song. For your next MMA. Oh my god. Is this is this you used to Batman? Is this is this is this the Sultan of Strangles? Oh Mira. I never, thought, I never thought that you used to Batman will come on my podcast. Never. Mashallah, brother. <laughs> oh I, can't, it, bro. I can't believe this is actually happening. Yo, me too. This is an honor for me, bro. The Sultan <laughs> of Strangles. <laughs> rambling with Ramshack. <laughs> hey, uh, where where are you right now? It's uh, your is sound is a little staticky. I have you on. Is it speaker? Is it speaker? I can't even tell, to be honest. Um, I'm home. I'm home. Right. I'm connected to my Wi-Fi. Okay, it's, a little, files, it's so. a little better now. Were you were you away from the camera or something, or were you? Yeah, away I, was a, I was away from the speaker. Yeah, I was away from the speaker. My bad. All right, this is really good now. Just getting, um, just getting my drink, tequila. Wait, why are you drinking? It's two thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I didn't know what time it was, but you know, it's always you know, always a little time for some tequila. All right, so I'm going to uh, introduce you real quick. All right, cool. And then we'll start, okay? I'm down, Broski. All right, ready? And one, two, three. What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles. It's your boy, the Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. And today I'm here with a very special guest, Andy Jimenez, a.k.a. Jiu-Jitsu Batman, a.k.a. Andy Jimenez MMA on Instagram. He is a Henzo Gracie Academy brown belt. He is a professional MMA fighter. And a very talented martial artist. Also one of my very close friends that I train with all the time. And he's got some crazy stories that I think you guys would really enjoy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. What's up, Andy? Hey, what's up, Mike? I'm hearing a lot of crunkling from your end. Like, what are you doing? Oh, it's just, I can't stop laughing because... I mean, I can't, I can't stop. I'm in shock, bro. I'm on your podcast. This is like <laughs> one of my, this is one of my life goals, man. It's complete. 
it's a little bit earlier than I wanted it. You know, I wanted to do it after my MMA, uh, coming back after my MMA uh, fight. I'm fighting in a few uh, months, and I was gonna, I was gonna, I was hoping that I was gonna pull the Nate Diaz, or oh, sorry, Nick Diaz, and I'm gonna be like uh, rambling with Rakshan by day. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the goal, man. That was the goal. But now I guess I have to come back on your podcast. Sorry about that. You know, I was just shocked. I was in shock. <laughs> Train by day, rambling with Rackshaw. Train by, by, night. by night. Yes, that was going to be That was gonna be the – hopefully I'm going to get it done. And then uh, if you do me the honor, I'll, I'd love to be part of your intro. Of course, dude. We're going we're gonna to 100% do that, man. Awesome. Um, How do I sound now? Is it good? It's a it's a little better, yeah, yeah. I right. uh, did some crunkling sounds before. Yeah. So Mira, yeah, we got so much to talk about. Do where, we? Where do we? Where do you want to start? Do you want to start on how you got started in MMA, or do you want to go right to the Mexican cartel stories <laughs> with <laughs> your friends getting kidnapped? And oh my god, man! What? And you, where do where should we start? I mean, where is the right place to start, man? I mean. Let's just get right into the cartel stuff. Fuck it. <laughs> no, Let's do it. No, well, well, I don't know if you know much about uh, what's it called. We didn't, I don't know if you know much about like uh, what do you call those like, first generation uh, immigrants. I don't know if you know much about that. But my, uh, as you know, I'm Mexican American, and. Every Mexican American has a cartel or some sort of connection to the Mexican mafia, right? Um, okay. So every summer, uh, which I'm just joking, I, I'm not, I'm not, my family's not related to that shit. But every summer, I used to get sent to Mexico, and uh, you know, it, it was cheaper than having a babysitter. So my parents would always send me out to Mexico, and every time in the summer, I'd have some fucking crazy story happen to me, you know. And wow. uh, one of the last times was funny. It was around the time when I started training uh, MMA and jiu-jitsu. Uh, and uh, I went out there, and I was with my family, and I was like, yo, I saw my cousins about jiu-jitsu and shit. And then he goes, hey, uh, Andy, my cousin's name is Lissau, this big, chubby Mexican guy, gel hair. You know, you've seen the Mexicans with the spike hair <laughs> like that. So imagine <laughs> that guy. And he had a little goatee. He looked like me, just like burnt from the sun, though. So he's tan as hell. And I'm like, yo. Uh, his name was uh, Esau. I was like, Esau. I was like, yo, do you, do you have any friends or anyone out here that trains? And he goes, oh, that's funny you say that. I do. One of my, uh, one of my uh, like closest friends from, from what's it called? What? You know those churches where they have like the, uh, like the preachers and all that stuff? You know yeah. What, what do you call those? Uh, it's like, a, I guess like a Christian type church. Anyways. So anyways, one of his friends was the like the son of the leader of the preachers and he was like yeah this guy he he hires his own mma instructor he does all of this all of that his name was like christian he was like yeah christian has a he has his own mma coach comes in he coaches his buddies he does this he does that you know what i'm gonna take you to my boy christian i was like all right cool huh so i go training to the buddy's place we go to some fucking in uh mexico city we're now we're in mexico city there in the heart capital of Mexico and we're in there and he takes me to like this like three-story gym and we're at the top where there's like rings bags and everything and it's just me my cousin 
and like three of Christian's friends. This uh, Christian's a very wealthy kid. And we all like become friends instantly. We start training. The MMA coach comes in, barely knows. Bro, I, I feel like I knew you and I knew more in our first month training jujitsu <laughs> than this motherfucker knew. And whatever he learned or whatever, like he learned in the span of being in America for three months. And he was teaching, <laughs> he was, like, teaching them fucking Gogo Platas and like all these random ass shit. And I was like, damn, well, that's weird. Anyways, became friends with this kid, Christian, instantly. And he was like, yeah, man, you should come by more often. Let's get some training in. I was like, sure, bro. No doubt, Chris. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I got to go visit my family in like down south Mexico, not in Mexico City. Where where, where are you originally from? What I, province? My, my parents are from Puebla. And that's very far from Mexico City, no? Mm. Yeah, bro. That's like that's like two two cartel trip rides away, man. You got to take two buses. Oh, that's if you don't have a car. You take like two Greyhound buses to get there. Wow, dude. Yeah, you okay. have to stop. Yeah, so that's what we do. So we fucking. Uh, I, I had to go to go see my family's uh, like their homeland and stuff in Puebla. And like, I literally, I told them I'll be back in like a few days. Uh, we'll catch up or whatever. I leave Mexico City to go to my family's uh, area. And as I go to my family's province, as I'm coming back, uh, sorry, uh, as I'm there, my cousin, Esau, remember the spiky hair, fat Mexican tan version of me? He goes, uh-huh. Andy, he calls me back. He goes, Andy, you won't believe what happened. Um, dude, man, I need you to do a prayer for me. And I was like, what the hell is going on, bro? Like, first of all, I barely, I barely pray. My bad, but. But, you know, like, what's going on? Talk to me. Is, is your mom okay or whatever? He goes, yeah, no, it's not that. But remember you met my buddy Christian? And uh, Christian is currently held for ransom. And they took him. And I was like, wait, what? What happened to Christian? Like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, man, they took him. They kidnapped him. Basically, he got pulled over by the by the feds. The cops pulled him over. And once the cops pulled him over, uh, there was a secondary car behind the uh, the the cops car there was a van and the van was basically where they put the guys in put everybody that was uh, had pulled uh, excuse me Christian was in the car he got pulled over with his buddies again and only one guy got left behind so they oh can my let, God. so they can let the family know hey listen this is a real kidnapping you call the cops and everybody dies all right wow uh, so they let one guy go and they gave him like all right here's the deal like go to this kid's family immediately and you tell him this. You tell the family that we want this amount of money. I forgot what it was in pesos. I think it was like, it was a, maybe like a quarter or maybe a quarter million or some stupid, some ridiculous amount of money that Mexicans uh-huh. don't have. I was like, all right, whatever. Wow. So anyways, they um, they kidnapped Christian and they put him in the, the cops that stopped him. So he had to stop, right? He, the cops stopped him and these fucking cops took took him into a secondary van and then from the secondary van well they took him his other buddy and then they just let one of the buddies stay in the car to tell the family the family uh uh later on were, were, they got informed that their kid got kidnapped and they got told that they were uh, gonna have a phone call from somebody in the like next few hours and within the few hours they get a call from the kidnappers and they're like hey listen we have your son christian um, if you ever want to see him, we're going to, uh, you know what you need to do. You're going to send us this amount of money and this amount of time, whatever you need to sell houses, cars, property, uh, 
fucking horses, whatever you have, sell it. We're going to give you a, a span of like a week or two, something like that. And it's like, we'll call you soon. And if the cops get involved, we'll send your son in pieces. And I was just like, Jesus, man. Like, so this is all happening while I'm in Mexico. So Mexico, province, right? Uh-huh. Anyways. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. So now, I'm, I'm, yo, dude, fucking time goes by. Basically, the whole I'm there for the whole month of the, of the summer, and like I do all this crazy shit while I'm out there, but no word from Christian the whole time. No word from Christian. The I, I thought the kidnappers uh, like stopped or whatever after the two weeks that they gave him up. Uh, they gave him two weeks to collect the money, and apparently they didn't have enough money or whatever they were asking. Maybe they had like seventy percent of what they were asking, and they dropped it off where they needed to drop it off, and that's it. Nothing was said about Christian ever again. And the family was still like trying to like wait it out. And how much money was it? It was like a quarter million or something ridiculous. And they paid that. They, they, they paid, paid like seventy five percent of it. They couldn't get the all of it, and they were like, "Bro, like we're going to be in the streets or whatever." And they're like, "We don't care." Anyways, they paid like seventy percent of it. Seventy five. Oh my they paid a god, lot of it, bro. Anyways, dude, man, that's that preacher money, man. I don't know. We're doing something wrong. We should be preaching. Bro. If it was me, I'd be like, keep the fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, but yeah, I, I don't know, bro. That's some, some Mexican shit. So, wow. dude, they pay the money that they're asking for. And I'm like, dude, I didn't know this kid had that much money. First of all, I was like, geez, no wonder they cannot. And I just met him. I, like, I just met him at <laughs> the beginning of my summer trip. And uh, so the, finally, like the last week or sorry, the last few days that I'm there in Mexico and I'm in my parents province because I, I was going back and forth. I always go back and forth. You go uh-huh. up to Mexico City and I go to the province going back and forth just in case if I ever get kidnapped, these kidnappers can't find me. I'm not, not I'm not in the same spot at all times. I'm always in different spots of the province, too. Wow. It's always, it's gotta, you got to be quick. You got to be quick because these motherfuckers, everyone knows each other. You know, everybody knows. Oh, here's a new guy. Here's a guy from America. Like they got money, let's try to. Like they do. They call it. They call it Sequestro Express. Basically, just <laughs> kidnap. Yeah, Sequestro Express. It's called Kidnap Express. They have a system. Wait, for Sequestro it. means a uh, kidnap. Kidnap. Yeah. Wow. Sequestro Express. They call that. It's a fucking big thing out there, right? Especially during the time where I was going uh, in the summers, it was always like that was like the hot thing. They would kidnap an American <laughs> citizen for a while. They know that they got money. And then they would uh, re- ransom, like, their family in the U.S. Be like, hey, you ever want to see your kid again? Like, send S- X amount of money. And they, they, would, they wouldn't always get what they wanted, like, the full amount, but they'd get money out of it. Yeah. So, so Sequestro Express, that's what they call it. And basically, uh, that's the same thing. So I, I had a feeling. I was like, all right, my mom had a feeling. So she always had us with, like, two little gangsters always around, or three. Uh, what do you in mean? Province. Like, first of all, we have... a like, my family's huge, bro. Mexicans, like, from my mom's side alone, I have, like, 12 uncles and aunts. Like, wow. mom's blo- uh, brothers and sisters. And the same thing with my father. So, my family's, like, huge, right? Anyways, Wait, so you guys hire gangsters to, ta- to protect you? Yeah, so, in the towns of the province, it's split by a little bit of things. But in, the, in my mom's, like, my mom and my dad's town, each town has like their little like gangster, their clique. They have their cliques, and then like okay. you just pay off the you just pay off the clique of the area, and they just make sure like, hey, like 
like, yo, make sure you leave this family alone. And if like, if I go cross into the next province, make sure that they don't like fuck with me or they don't try to kidnap me or they don't try to kidnap me. Wow. Yeah, man. It's like that out there. Dude, I remember just going to the store and saying hi to somebody, and they were they were shook. They were just shook because they knew, like, oh, this kid from America's here. And they were like, yo, don't fuck with the kid. I'm like, all right. It's fucking weird. Anyways. Wow. But it doesn't even cost much, man. Like a few hundred, fifty beans. It's not much. And you're, and you're taking and you're care of for the whole summer. You're taking care for the summer, bro. That was my mom's babysitter, bro. That's so much cheaper than paying a babysitter, like, a hundred a day. <laughs> <laughs> it was, my parents did it right, I guess. And That's then fucking hilarious. Oh, sorry. Back to Christian, dude. They fucking what's it called? At the end of my trip, my my cousin calls me back and he tells me the story. He tells me that Christian, they finally give him back, bro. They end up giving Christian back, but he showed up for like the preacher's thingy. You know what they what, what do you call that? Like a mass, like a. They don't call it a mass a ceremony or a temple, wherever they go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he pulled up. They, they did like a big like revealance that he was okay. They revealed that he was okay and everything was good. And Christian was like alive. And, and then the next day, bam, they disappeared. They disappeared and they left Mexico and they ended up moving to like south, somewhere south in the United States. I don't know. One of the like the states down there, Texas or Wow. Dude, it was nuts, man. Poor family. But uh, the reason why they moved, too, is because the snappers was, uh, they had sent pictures to the family of, like, the daughter. And, like, the daughters, like, basically told them, like, hey, like, if you, if you guys, um, you guys don't leave or you guys, uh, act up, like, we know where your family, like, where they stay, we know where they go to school, we know where they work, we know, like, we'll take another family member next. So holy they, shit, they disappeared, bro. I never ever heard from them ever again. It's weird. I don't, I don't even remember like Christian's dad's name or anything. I'll I'll, I'll try to get it for. Uh, I'll try try looking into it. I'll ask my cousin this out. Imagine, yeah. imagine we do another podcast. Like, oh my hey, god, yeah, they're they're happy here now, and then the cartel listens to this and goes after them again. <laughs> and I, I expose their location and everything. And like, oh, no. Hey, Mira, where's the rest of the money, Oh, hey, Holmes, you lost money. <laughs> oh, my God. Out of nowhere, they're just Los Angeles Mexicans for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, word. You changed them. You're they're like South, they're, they're Southern Mexicans, and you made them Northern Mexicans. Jeez. Hey, Holmes. <laughs> hey, Holmes, where's my money? <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was just like one of my summers out there, but that was just like happening in the background. All this, like, I'm out there learning about like how corrupt cops are out there, and how how crazy and how like indispensable life is out there. I'm like, damn, dude, like I would meet someone, like let's say I meet him on a Monday, regular week goes by, I meet him every now and bump into him every now and then, like a little gangster, like the one that would take care of me, and then uh-huh. um, dude gets fucking stabbed out and bleeds out like the next weekend, he's dead, and I'm like, wait, what? Like I just met this dude bro like you know wow. what i mean like i just met dieguito like what do you mean he's dead like what happened like oh yeah it was just like a like a street like local locals just fighting each other and then he just got stabbed to death i'm like whoa dude this so is i crazy. noticed yeah i noticed when we roll 
you the way you roll mm -hmm. you roll you roll like his life or death you know what i mean you know do not tap unless the arm is about to break you know you, <laughs> Yo, my you, you do luchar you do lucha your whole life you live in a life or death so when you fight, you fight for La Raza. Okay? I know I don't, you, motherfucker. You, you <laughs> I'm just not. You I'm, fight to become El Campeon. Oh. So how do you feel like this upbringing yeah. of chaos translates to your fighting style? Because we know that when you fight, you fucking fight wild. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking durable as hell. Like, I'm typical, like... Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson, Justin Fergie, anyone who has that, like, little Mexican DNA in them, there's just something about those fucking fighters and us that, yo, just, Mira, you, 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 forgot, you forget about uh, Fernando Vargas. Fernando Vargas, bro, my bad. <laughs> Dude, why you why you forget the classics, man? Come on. New school, bro. We're all about the new school now, bro. The old Mira, school's dying no, out. No. But not too new Pero school. Do not forget, I remember when I was a kid and I used to watch uh, Fernando Vargas box. Yeah. Someone's like, yeah, that's the Mexican style of boxing. You just go to war, you know? It's not this freaking tip-tap bullshit where you're dodging fucking punches. I, and this is going back to like, your expertise in like fighting in the Mexican style. I always appreciate, you know, whenever I had to do MMA rounds during like our secret location in our quarantine and you were there and you would always remind me, Hey, Hey, mira, mira, no, 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 touch shit. No, no, no. Like this. Like this. <laughs> and you were like telling me to fully rotate and extend and throw. And it, it really came in helpful. I really came in clutch, man. I appreciate you. Mira, I always here for you, Mira. Mira. Always. I got you back. Always. I know, bro. But ever since you blew up, you got big and the podcast and the rambling with Rag <laughs> Shack. Forgot about you me. forgot about me. You would send me morning <laughs> infos. You remember morning infos? I'd be hung over. I'd be so drunk. Like, and like, with like, uh, like a crazy amount of people around me. You'd be like, hey, Andy, I am your papa. <laughs> I, I do construction. I I no pay for you to party and drink. I pay for you to train with the best. <laughs> with Johnny Donny. <laughs> you gotta train with Johnny Donny. For those of you who are listening to the listening, I have no fucking idea what we're talking about. My bad, my bad. I send I send Andy regular, very regularly voice notes pretending to be his dad. And telling him that I worked construction for 14 years so that I can make a better life for Andy so that I can become a champion. So if I ever see a story of him where he's partying, I leave him the nastiest messages. I'm like, you forgot your roots. You forgot your meaning. 14 years. 14 years, Andy. 14 years. I do construction. Construction. 14 years. 14 years. <laughs> Dude. That's fucking hilarious. Right, dude, you're so oh, very close, very close to my father, very close to my father's accent. Pretty good impression. Really? Yeah, pretty good. Nice, pretty good. Man. Oh, man. So, oh, so, you know, another thing that me and Andy always do uh, when we roll jujitsu, if I get like a sweep on him, 
or some or score some type of point, he's very quick to remind me. Mm, yes, that, and don't you bro, forget. If this was if this was MMA, bro, this goes out I to punched you here. I could have kicked you here. You know, this goes out to all my jujitsu listeners right now. Everyone that's listening, and you know they like to pull guard, and they, and they think they they're all nice because they do their inside ashis, cross ashis, and uh, uh-huh. watsumami ashis, takashi ashis, all these ashis. Uh huh, dude, I could kick you. I could punch. Yo, this if this was MMA, that shit doesn't work out, guys. <laughs> Listen to me, guys. Listen, jujitsu is a fake fucking sport. <laughs> oh my it's god! Not, I didn't say all of that, not, but okay. <laughs> it's it's not a real sport. You're taking pure combat, what Andy does, and you're saying, "Hey, let's just take out the most dangerous component, striking." And mm. hey, hey, I'm good at this now. I'm a I'm I'm a badass. <laughs> if this was, <laughs> but if this was MMA. Let me if tell this you. This was MMA, dude. Dude, it, it wouldn't. Nah, that wouldn't work, bro. That wouldn't, oh my God! Speaking of which, man, I hate to switch topics. I was just on about you. to. I was but just about to Vieira? bring it up too. You forgot to bring up the fight. The Vieira. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was just about to bring it up. Oh, uh, awesome, bro! What a great segue. Let, 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 let your viewers know what happened this week. Let your jujitsu viewers know what happened this week, man. All right, so Rodolfo Vieira is one of the greatest jujitsu guys Fucking of all go. time. One of them, and um, he did M- he he did MMA, right? So the guy who he was facing was what a blue belt. They say blue belt, uh, yeah, yeah. I think blue belt, purple belt, something like that. But no, yeah. no IBJJF accolades. <laughs> yeah. So so this guy just beat the fuck out of Rodolfo Vieira. And once and and once Adolfo was completely beaten up, he actually submitted him with a guillotine. Oh, anaconda, bro! Anaconda. Was it an anaconda? Yeah, arm in, head in on the uh, on the on the same side of the yeah the choking arm. Yeah. Dude. So, and and that goes to show, man. You add punches, you add kicks. That changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, these guys don't know. Anyways. Dude, no, no, we gotta keep going. We gotta keep going. Oh, we gotta, we gotta keep going. On? <laughs> you know, how we're gonna get. Him. I just stop listening. <laughs> I want, I want, I want all my jujitsu listeners to hate you. They're gonna fucking hate. They're gonna think I'm the anti-villain. They're gonna be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but but this is why, man. This is why uh, my jujitsu is very self-defense oriented. Oh, bro, your jujitsu is. Fucking good and annoying. I, annoying I, I in, a, in a good way. You know what I mean by annoying. I I appreciate that because it's so, it's realistic to like if we really fought and you fucking takedowns, body lock passing stuff that works work on the street. Yes, it's so annoying because I'm like I get mad because I'm like if this motherfucker was really doing MMA, you really <laughs> would fucking me up right now. No, yeah. man, you'd fucking throw me around like a fucking kid in MMA. Oh, man, no, man. But for you guys who like to, listen, for you guys that like to pull guard and sit guard, I get it. I get it. It fucking works. But that doesn't mean you get to completely neglect wrestling. You guys, completely neglect. Sorry, Go bro, you just did a, a podcast, right, with the, like, real friends don't let friends pull guard, right? No, so that's just the so I oh. dude I I started I started a program mm. called Wrestling Wednesdays at my school right oh 
uh, these fucking retarded. I see these retarded jujitsu schools. Okay. They instead of doing a wrestling class, yeah. they do takedowns. Mm. Takedown Tuesdays. Okay. And what happens is, some guy gets a shitty single leg, mm-hmm. and then the guy, uh, instead of defending it, he'll pull guard or whatever, and they'll call that a takedown. Right? Wrestling Wednesdays is fucking wrestling rules. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, you meaning that if you touch your if your butt touches the ground, that's two points. Oof. Yeah, yeah. The way you defend a single leg is not to fucking do a backwards roll, a fucking sumigeshi. Though you intelligently defend the single leg by doing wrestling defenses. And bro, mm. it has helped so much, especially my students. My two students fucking smashed everybody this weekend. Oh, nice. I saw you, you killed it. Uh, what was this? Uh, uh... Grappling Industries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw the post. Yeah, so one of them, he's been training for fucking three months. Okay. And he won gold. The other one, it was his second competition ever. The last one, he got smoked. Oof. This one, he fucking smoked. Smoked everyone. Got bronze. He could have gotten gold, but he was he did gi and no gi. I think if he just did no gi, he would have easily gotten gold. Yeah. So he's so, yeah. so like when you do jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. Your your guard is very important. All that is important. One hundred percent. You must also know how to wrestle. You must also know how to pass. You know. Exactly. I see all of these sub only guys. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. They like let you pass their guard. They don't really care. They just go for the sub. Or you get killed <laughs> on the street. You get killed in MMA. <laughs> That's why they don't do MMA, Mike. That's why they don't yeah. do MMA. Exactly. Come alone, Mike. We, we bullied them enough. It's enough, bro. They're gonna get. They're gonna jump next time they see. They're gonna <laughs> next time they see you. They're gonna just be like, "Wow, fuck this fucking guy." This guy. What are you gonna do? Pull him out on me? Fucking loser. <laughs> I remember um I remember uh I was doing fight to win. Yeah. And uh and I'm like, yeah, I got a fight in July and he's like and this MMA guy's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd call that a fight. And this guy wasn't even good at MMA. Yeah. Right. So I'm on blood thinners, okay? So I can't if I get hit, I bleed out. But I got so mad. <laughs> you I said, listen. <laughs> I just said, dude, put on the gloves and let's do three rounds. Ooh. He put on the gloves. I did my same shit. Double leg takedown, body lock pass, arm triangle. Okay, body said, okay how, how'd you like that fight, buddy? Ooh. No, that's you gotta right. Be ready for this type no, of shit, that's, bro. Yeah, dude. Hey, who's gonna call out the salts and those strangles? You know how, <laughs> how stupid you sound, bro. So stupid, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking stupid. bothers me, bro. Oh my god, they don't know. <laughs> they don't fucking know, bro. There's levels. There's <laughs> levels there, Jeez, man. I'm trying to be like you used to Batman one day, dude. No, man, you 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 already did it, man. You passed, surpassed it. You surpassed it at this point, man. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about your uh or your uh, program you're building up right now, or um, uh should I talk about it? I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna blow up on you guys real soon, bro. You're gonna see, man. Uh, I guess I'll I'll give it a snippet. I got a lot of guys that I basically have been training for a while, and some that just came in. And I'm building an MMA program more than I am a jiu-jitsu program. And uh-huh. all thanks to, obviously, my uh, good friend and training partner, Gary Tone, has really shown me a lot of fuck. And your coach. Your, your coach. Your, your sensei. 
That man, yeah. dude, that guy's a fucking man, bro. Taught me a lot of interesting ways of approaching teaching and training and like how to like how to be a professional. So uh-huh. I and plus how many other dudes do you know are training? How many other athletes do you know that are sparring every day? Like how yeah, many other guys? Nobody else, bro. How does Gary Tonin do it? Dude, man. He's, got He's smart, man. Yeah. He's got the secret sauce, man. Him and uh, what the guys are doing over there. Puerto Rico, John was doing everything right. So I kind of I took that approach, that similar uh, approach that Gary was using that we were uh, like he was going through during his fight camp, and uh, now I'm applying it in the class format, and I have a good following right now of uh, kids that are coming up and doing their MMA. I just had a guy fight last week, no, two weeks ago. I was in South Carolina, did his MMA pro uh, MMA debut, murdered it. Uh, Shut up. Yeah, dude. Killed it. Fucking straight war, man. You would have thought that was a pro fight. It went to three rounds. It was crazy, man. They were standing and banging. They were all clenching against the wall all over the place. At the end of the round, at the, at the end of the round, the his opponent was bleeding. My student, his name is Jonathan. Jonathan was just he came in hard. I and similar similarly to like what we did in training with when I was training with Gary and uh John, I, I told my students like, hey, listen, man, take a little break. Three breaths in between the rounds, talked them up, and then we walked through a game plan and just freaking poured. Man. That's blood amazing, everywhere. dude. Blood everywhere. Obviously not from my guy, from the uh, from the other kid. Dude, that fight was insane, and that's when I knew I was like, bro, we we got something going on good. Like these. Guys, that's beautiful. And we brought and I brought in some of the guys that want to fight with me, so they can see how we're gonna prepare and do all the preparations and warm ups and. That's no, something else that I feel like I think you would agree with me too. It's like I feel like a lot of MMA and Jiu-Jitsu guys don't warm up or don't drill properly before. Neither do you, dude. I I did. Hey, hey. Neither do hey. fucking you. What are you hey. fucking talking about? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I learned my lesson that one. I have to yell at you. you yell that every so time bad. I see you to warm up. In front up. of everybody, yelled at me so bad. It's like, all right, okay, okay, all right. I, I do it all now. I do it all. I stop. <laughs> you stop training. You, you stop coming to my MMA sessions. I told you, you blew up. You got You don't have time. I, for, I forgot about my roots, bro. I forgot about my roots. You forgot about your roots, bro. You, you're, you're the source of the strangles. You're the guru of Henzo Gracie Academy. You're the one who inspires us, who motivates us, bro. Gives us the fucking <laughs> word, man. And where has he been? Where's he been? Ramp. I, I, um, so, so I have, I've got these fucking Kids. neighbors, oh, neighbors upstairs. Huh? I need to move the fuck out of this place. Oh, they're a bunch of fucking animals. They literally up all night. I barely get any sleep here. I'm trying to find a new place oh. so I could get actually get sleep. It's, I, I, it's impossible for me to make the sessions, but I'm going to, I'm going to start. I, I've been training at my own school, but I will. I haven't been to Henzo's in about two weeks, and that was because I was in Puerto Rico, but I will yeah. be back. How was that? Puerto Rico was Did you talk about it already on your podcast? Sorry. Uh, or did you not? I oh, haven't. You know, I'm thinking about doing a whole episode on it, but it's it's, it's a fun environment. Okay. Um but let's chat let's chat about that later because I don't wanna I don't wanna lose the momentum of talking about your gym. Oh, um, dude, that you'll 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 hear from my guys pretty soon. We got oh, of course, dude, man. I got a guy going pro, and then I'm helping out other 
guys that uh, already have experience, they're just coming in to train with us because we're obviously doing something right. So I have more. Can I give you a small piece of criticism? Yeah, go shoot. As long as it's like, uh, as long as it's really harsh and mean. Otherwise, I won't won't take it, bro. I'm just going to be like, why is he being so nice? Listen, when your student wins anything, you must, you must milk that for minimum minimum two weeks two weeks it should be it should be what you post about on your instagram and your tiktok and your facebook for how do you know how to get a tiktok i'm about to make a tiktok so i was i i was just like you i'm like oh i'm gonna make one i'm gonna make one and then i just fucking made one dude. wow just make one stop saying you're gonna make one i really gotta make it you'll see it pretty soon it's gonna be really no no this is what's gonna happen you okay right after right after we hang up okay you're gonna fucking just make one, okay? And that's it. And that's it. You know, no, no excuses. And I'm gonna make the body, yadi 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 yadi. I want to make all the gay videos though, bro. Like all the yeah. gay videos. I'm not really gonna do jitsu on it. <laughs> so just do this. Put put one of your students in charge of it. One of the younger, more hip guys, because I don't know how to do TikTok. Wait, are you saying I'm not I'm... young or hip, bro? How disrespectful are you, Sultan? Bro, I'm right. talking like eight, like one of your 18, 20 year old students. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because I tried to get into TikTok, dude, and it's so bad. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't stand <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like. But the thing is, TikTok is TikTok's the future, dude. TikTok is the future, bro. That's all I hear about. Dude. Yeah. Ah, shoot, man. So back to the criticism. Yeah. Um, Milk. How many times did you post about your students' win? Maybe once every okay. three to two days. I try to keep it some distance between one. I, know, mm. I heard what you said in your previous podcast, or I think we might have talked in person about this, how Nikki Raw told you to post every day. Yes. You said that you personally don't do that. So I was, yeah, I personally don't do that either, but you know, I try to do it like every other day. I'm like, so why not, why not do five days a week? I do, I try to do Monday through Friday. Wow. Okay. A year is a, this is a freaking full-time gig for you posting. Okay. It dude, it really is, man. And it's not, it's really not fun, bro. People think I'm this fucking attention whore. You're on TikTok. Dude, I sold all of my all of my t-shirt and hoodie sales oh, yes. all from Instagram because I post every day. And people are, bro, you're an you're an attention whore. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm just trying to fucking survive. I'm just trying to stay relevant and survive. I got you. I got exactly. You. So so this this week I got three new students that signed up just because they saw my students fucking kill it in the tournament. You know what I mean? Ah, all right. All right. So, 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 a cool idea would be like, yeah, uh, here's put a put a clip from the fight, and this is how we prepared. You know what I mean? And then, and then that, I think that's like a cool idea. All right. So, so, how long have you been doing this for? Uh, not not just coaching your your little gym you have right now. Oh, why? Well, I guess it started when the gyms reopened up. Do you remember when that happened recently? That happened like when, remember when NYC opened up again, like Hansel Gracie Academy, all the gyms opened up, right? So that was April. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sorry. That was October. In October. Right. So I already had a good thing going on at another spot because um, they were technically closed. So they were letting me train people there. But once mm-hmm. it opened up, it was like, okay, you got to do everything under us, under our umbrella. We're going to take oh, 70% man. of your cut. 
How much? Crazy. Something crazy, bro. 70. How much? Say that again. 65 and then another five, obviously, whatever tax or whatever tax they end up charging me. But yeah, oh of my, like the coin. So I was just like, ah, uh, you know, I'll think about it, pull the think about it, and then just disappeared. And I, I was lucky because during quarantine, I happened to train at this random little rinky dinky gym, like in the middle of nowhere at mm-hmm. Queens, though, but in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I, I built that connection with the owner. And then I, I told him my situation. I was like, can I train a couple people here and there? And he was just like, no, like, you should just start a program here. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, Chris, like, take it easy, bro. Like, like my job wasn't to start like a like a group training. I never was all for that. I was like, I'm just going to wow. And that's all I'm doing. And the guy's like, no, start the program, start the program. And I was just like, no, I'm okay, bro. Like, I've already, uh, I've helped out little gyms here and there. There's like a gym out in Queens. Uh, I'll teach like a Friday night. And then I'll, I'll help out in Long Island. I'll teach like some classes, but I, I it was never my goal to like lead a, a whole jujitsu program or MMA program. I was like, nah. And why? And why is that not your goal? Oh, it wasn't just because I feel like it didn't uh, fit to what I wanted to do at the time. Because I wanted my leeway. I wanted it like if like if if Gary hit me up and he wanted to train, I can just cancel my clients or reschedule my clients. You know. Oh. class like you're full i mean you know this like it's sometimes you yeah. be late because in the morning remember when you were doing your own thing in the mornings it would be hard for you to show up just cancel like the whole class like no how is yeah no so eventually um i got a consistent training schedule and then a couple of my students uh uh carlos mike you know john they like kind of like they motivated me and they were like because i was doing one with certain people separately and they were like, oh, we should just do a, we should just do a program. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Just like, you know, right now you're telling me to make a TikTok. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, boom, we just freaking did it. And then one friend told him, and another friend told his brother. And his brother brought his friends. And next thing you know, so many people just started coming in through word, word of mouth. Wow. And I, like, no real advertisement, no nothing. It was just literally them talking it up and people showing up. That's beautiful, dude. It, it's yeah. I I feel like this year is gonna be a big one, man. So uh, hopefully I don't jinx it. But uh, yeah, man. How how many students do you have now? Have twenty two something like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a small gym, so I, I shouldn't really be having too many, anyways. But it might, eventually, it's gonna be like you said to me before. It's a good bad problem to have, right? Because now you need like more space or a different location. And, yeah, uh, man. Um, now, uh, some ways I'm looking to mitigate that right now is, um, you know, you don't always have to find a new spot. What you can do is just offer more classes and that disperses the students into smaller groups. So I just started a fundamentals class because Mondays at my gym were oh, so crowded. Yes, no, that's a good idea. Mondays were so crowded at my gym to the point where it was just unsafe. It's yeah. just not fun to roll anymore. Mm. So I did a Monday you fundamentals. Mean, like, not COVID friendly? Is that what you mean? Oh, no. I'm not. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> it pretty much looked like Henzo's back in the heyday where it's just not even fun to roll anymore. Yeah. You, every fucking second you're bumping into some asshole. Oh, no. So, so now I have a fundamentals class and that and that spread it, that spread, spread it a little thinner. So 
now Wednesdays are starting to get really packed. I'm going to do a Wednesday class of fundamentals at six. Awesome. So that's something, you know, you could think about. And one thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, so like, so like people say, if you want to open a gym, you have to be a black belt. Oh. You're not a black belt. You shouldn't <laughs> teach jujitsu. Yeah. What are you doing, bro? Stay in your lane, bro. And I, and I just say, Fuck you. Yeah, really? so, Fuck out of here. A couple things that I think are very important in um in in having your own gym. Number one, I believe that you need to earn your stripes in some type of martial art. So you, for example, mm-hmm. right now you're a brown belt, but mm-hmm. you've fought multiple times. You've mm-hmm. competed multiple times in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is point this is point number one. Okay. All right. Not the most credibility. Point, yeah. Yeah, uh, Not- I fucking I compete still. I try to compete once or twice a month every month, and I think I've earned my stripes in that. Even though I'm a purple belt, I've I've submitted black belts. Ooh. Number two, camel country. Which <laughs> <laughs> number two um, is that charisma and personality Oof. is huge. Oof, and I and I think that's a huge reason why you got so many students so fast. Mm. Interesting. Would, I, I would have you no say you're just a natural born? It seems like you did, like from what you were saying, you didn't really want to lead, but at the end of the day, you are a natural born leader. Oh, uh, interesting. Like interesting. at UFC gym, how many students did you have? I remember seeing classes look like 50, 60 students at some points. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we always have to cap it off at 30. Like it was like packed up, but you weren't allowed to have more than 30. But it's let a couple people in there sometimes, you know, even if they didn't <laughs> sign up to the class. It's all good because it got overbooked. But, you know, uh, yeah, something like that. I was like 30. And then I had a – you know what it was? I, I had always more clients than I had a class because when you go to those gyms and uh, and it's like any big box commercial gym, even though I'm I'm a trainer in also martial arts and then boxing and the, the jiu-jitsu, um, they're based off clientele, man. They're like heavy. They're like a personal training gym. It's like – clientele 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 and that was always kind of cemented in my head from the beginning wow so, okay so i've never really even like considered like oh you know let me just start a jiu-jitsu program and like hopefully it goes uh, well and i feel like it's usually the opposite with most people i notice like uh like whether it's i notice some like uh i'm not saying any names but there's some training partners that i notice they just don't feel comfortable doing one-on-ones and they rather just teach a whole class instead Class, 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 and I feel like a lot of jujitsu guys. That's what they do first. They end up doing classes, or they open up their whole school first without even having experience, like dealing with someone one on one or dealing with multiple people one on ones throughout the days. You know, what do you enjoy more? Uh, I enjoy now. My favorite thing to do is yeah. group training, or like what uh, some people call semi-private training is definitely my favorite. So, in other words, what like five people? Uh, it could be five, four people, but basically, it's kind of what um, it's kind of like what John started doing towards the end of his like when his hip got a little messed up. Sorry, when he had mm-hmm. hip injury, when he had the hip surgery, uh, he started bringing people in with their own new case, right? But then, since I'm obviously still healthy, I like to roll with the guys throughout the end, so I still want to do that part, and I still also get to teach them, and they still get to ask me questions. And we all still work together. And I feel like that also gets like the best version of me. Give you the best version of me because I'm not fully giving you my 
my ligaments at all points for you to hyperextend so you can get this arm bar or this uh this uh freaking ankle lock fully done you know what you know what i mean like uh it's it's i feel like that's where you get the best version and i feel the best too interesting so uh, the whole ligament thing you just said i never do one-on-one privates anymore yeah i i I always you pretty much you need to have an okay and i just have them split the cost of the private between the two of them and that's the other thing it's affordable so i'm like mad people they can afford it at least twice a week and like you get that's constant that's consistency for them to get improved consistency for eventually them to join your class if you have a class which you do you know like some people aren't comfortable going right into class interesting i'm left behind oh yeah i have an intro class no i still feel like i'm not gonna get it i'm not comfortable with people and then eventually just kind of seamlessly transition them into the group you know what i mean wow that's that's, that's a very that's a very interesting outlook that i've never even thought of oh man fucking for for me for me i love i love teaching a big class that's Mm. what i love to do um I think I think the uh, the white term for the small classes is called workshops. Okay, okay, workshop. Let's do let's do a workshop, Randy. <laughs> a leg lift workshop. Uh, yeah, like, dude, just fucking call it a fucking class. I don't know why the fuck you guys need to say workshop. Get out of here. The workshop. <laughs> so I love interesting it. thing that Work, um workshop in- is another word to get more money out of your students when you don't want to teach them the things you keep private it's like all right i'll pick my favorite few and i'm like we're gonna do a, a outside ashi workshop yo mike why did you say that bro yo that's a, that's actually uh that's actually a really interesting question I wanted to ask you. Talk to me. So um, my students have gotten good to the point where they, some of them kind of give me a hard time now. Okay. So do you do you teach all your secrets to your students or do you keep a couple in your sleeve? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, honestly, honestly, I do teach them most of the secrets because I want to see them beat the shit out of each other. Like I'm like okay. shit. Like I can't believe I taught him that little secret, and now he's pulling it off on like half of the class. Like that's fucking crazy. Like I didn't think Dude, that's such up. a fulfilling feeling. Yeah. Like what? But if he's fucking me up with it, I'm like, all right, bro. You know, um, you should try MMA today. Like you know, I'm teaching <laughs> it, and um, might as well just hop in a little bit, just humble them a little bit, be like, all right, you might you might have caught up a little bit, but if this was MMA. If this was MMA, you know, <laughs> that trick doesn't work, bro. You know, I'm not joking. I literally, if you're getting that good, I'm like, all right, I think you should come train MMA. You might be good enough. That's so funny. Yeah, man. I um, I was having, I was having that dilemma because, like, mm. so, like. I'll let my students do stuff on me. And then sometimes one will be like, coach, I passed your guard today. And I have to explain <laughs> to them, like, buddy. <laughs> Listen, like, I'm buddy. trying out new things here. Like, it doesn't mean here. And then it takes you right back into that toxic cycle to where you have to go hard with your students. I see. I stop see. trying new things. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience I'm having. I, um, I, for me, I guess I stopped, to be honest. I only train with my like I roll with my students twice a week, maybe three. 
just because I get so much of my training done in the city in the morning. And then at night, mm. I try to save my energy for lifting or for like whatever PT I have to do on my knee. So like I kind of always reserve uh, my training for like once in the blue moon. And then I'll pick like only the top students to roll with. Right. Wow. So like so they know it's like, hey, it's kind of like you're going to roll with me like I'm trusting you one. And two, like, let's see what you got, obviously. Wow. Yeah. That's how I kind of do it. But uh, I'm thinking about maybe switching to that mentality, too, because my classes are at night. Yeah. And I fucking get home after training, and I'm fucking wild. You're the Sultan of Strangles, baby. You got 120 <laughs> things going. You don't got time to start baby. You don't have time for the little people anymore. You don't got time for the morning voice notes. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Mira, mira. Mira, mira. You forgot your roots. All right? I forgot my father. When's the last time you left a voice note for Craig Jones or Gary Tonin? When's the last time? Be honest. Wow, man. You're right. Yeah. Don't forget your roots, man. Don't forget. Dude, you're fucking hope, right. Hope you record this part and send that to Gary. Because, like, bro, we had a whole, we had a separate group chat. For those for those listening, I also send Craig and Gary uh voice notes pretending to be their father, but to them I just tell them how much I hate them and how much of a failure they are. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. But in a sense, you you're telling me the same thing. You're like, oh, you're drinking. I say with putas. <laughs> making me feel like shit. I was like, oh. I feel like Papa pa- Papa her, uh, Papa Jimenez is coming more from a place of love. Oh, okay, okay. Their dads are just coming from a place of pure hatred. Oh my god, man! <laughs> that their sons didn't play a fucking real sport. They decided to do a fucking uh, yeah, like. Yeah, you can't say that about the line killer. That motherfucker would kill anybody, bro. I got oh, some real shit. Dude, if he if he was a real athlete, he'd be playing baseball. <laughs> fucking real, leg scissor. Bro, real, real men don't do sports that involve balls. All right, let me just say, yeah. bro, we ain't doing no ball playing out here. <laughs> um, um, just got one, more one thing I also wanted to bring up to the listeners that's very unique about you. What up? Um, I know uh, several of your students have told me that. You know, if they didn't have a car or something, you would pick them up, Dude. drive them to the gym, train them, and then drive them home. Shut the fuck up, bro. You can't. Now everyone's going to ask for a ride. Like, <laughs> I just fucking it's like so that. annoying, bro. Like right now, for example, today it's snowing. Uh, luckily for me, I I have a, a pilot, like a big car available for me. I'm about to go pick up some of my students that can't drive in the snow. And we're just going to train right now. So, so we're going to be you know how rare that is, right? Dude, the fuck? <laughs> I feel like anyone... So to you, yeah. for, to, for someone like you, yeah, that's just a fucking saint who always puts it, uh, other people before himself, who's mm. just a, a great human being, oh, who's just a legend among legends. For <laughs> you, that's normal. Okay. But you know that normal coaches don't do that. <laughs> You call me fucking retarded, bro. I got you. (laughs) No, no, you're a fucking saint among saints, dude. And this is this is why this is why your program is growing so fast. Oh, I see. I see. Give a shit. Other coaches, bro. Other coaches. Hey, it's snowing. Classes canceled. What? 
Hmm. I mean, you? It, it makes sense. If you can't get there, like, right, right now, it's dangerous, bro. If you can, like, right now, it's fucking snow. For you guys, whenever you're listening to it, we got hit with another storm out here. And uh, it's bad. So I I ideally prefer everybody to be safe. But I have a I have a good car right now for the snow. So we're mm-hmm. out, man. We're going to get some training in, make sure everyone stays in shape. Nothing real crazy big uh, for them planned, but... Yo, remember like when in the in the summers when you used to hit me up? I your voice. I always go back to your voice notes because like I didn't have anything lined up, but you were pushing me there, bro. So, you, think I'm, you think I'm you think I'm just over here just talking you up and whatever? But dude, I was like, right, you would right. really listen to my voice notes? Hell yeah, man! I'll put that shit on my on my JBL speaker clip, man. Wow, dude, man. I'm so honored, dude. Salsa and strangles. No, I'm the one. But for me, yeah, my mentality. Talk to me. My mentality is this, man. If you're not willing to take risks, if you're not willing to do things differently than other people, then you're never gonna be successful. This is this is my word out to the other gym owners. Okay. Like, like, yeah, it's a fucking snow day. Um, I get it. If you have a rear wheel drive car, okay. But I know a lot of these motherfuckers have four wheel drive cars <laughs> and they're still canceling. Yeah, why? Yeah, don't don't get surprised when your students leave you to go to a more dedicated coach. You know, mm. I see what you're saying there now. Yeah, yeah man. Wow, never so, looked at it that so, way. Yeah, dude. So, what's your eventual goal with this program? Uh, I have some good potential. My main goal would be to actually have a legit fight team, like a real MMA. Curriculum fight team. I have a good curriculum going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you pay? What's the deal? Are you? This is your own program. My own program, and I'm just out. renting out. Yeah, I'm renting out the spot, and um, I rent it out. Give him the money that he wants for the month, and then I just do my own thing, and he leaves me alone. I don't like. I make sure I keep everything nice and tidy in there, and that's basically it. So that's the deal with the the owner of the the building or an older owner of the gym itself. And um, what's the name of your what's the name of your thing? Uh, it's well, we're calling ourselves Lucha NY. So we're calling ourselves Lucha NY, but the uh-huh. gym itself it's called like NY Ultimate Fit Zone. Okay, but so eventually, I'm gonna have to venture off. Let's yeah. When that happens, is the name of the is the name of the business gonna be Lucha NY? Yeah, that should be that's gonna be it, man. Wherever I and end why up. did you choose? Why did you choose that name? Uh, after after a long poll that me and my like my, my group of my like students we were like, all right, you know what? They were like trying to come up with all these Mexican things. I was like, bro, it ha- all right, we want if you want to keep it Mexican, I'm cool with that because I'm Mexican. I get it, but I definitely want to keep it New York, man, because I'm always going to be in New York. Like New York is my thing, man. Whether it's upstate, in the island, in the boroughs freaking in the middle of nowhere up in uh up west you know wherever it is in uh new york i'm always gonna be in new york you know mm. so that's why i was like i put new york in there somewhere and then lucha mm. uh because uh actually that was part of, that came in part from my sponsors because uh they put lucha on, on my uh on my walkout team They're like eh, andy or jimenez 93 brand lucha so they were like, yo, you just call, you got to call yourself Lucha. And I was like, ah, I do like Lucha. I do like Lucha Doors. So you know what? And I just changed that. That That's going to be officially also like the nickname of like for my fight. My fight nickname is just going to put Andy Lucha Jimenez. 
because now I take full ownership of Lucha and why. So that's why. I'm no, now let's now now let's tell them the real reason. Yeah. Okay, okay, it's okay. I'll you, tell them. When you listen to me, before you were born, okay, I was a luchador, okay, the Mex- Mexicano with the mask. I was like Rey Mysterio. I was like Juventud Guerrero. You know, yes, I was like that. That's big. And then one day, figured it out. One day, my esposa she gets pregnant, okay, and then you come, and now I have no money. So I have to work construction mm. to take care of you. Yeah. I know. I know that my son, mi hijo, one day he's going to be a luchador like I was. And now he became lucha, not New York City, lucha Nueva York. Oh, <laughs> lucha Nueva York, not New York City. That's, that's the real reason. I don't know why you didn't tell them the real I, reason. I, you know, I was just kind of hoping to do that on the next podcast and reveal it. But <laughs> you, 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 you added me out now. Shit, you got me good. You got me good. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? That I'll leave you with a funny story because I know we're probably going to close this up. But uh, Dude, we're, we, so we hit fucking one. It's 59 minutes, so we're about to hit an hour. Did it did, bro? Let me tell you a funny story before it gets any longer. You know what's funny? Actually, instead for the longest time, I was gonna call myself like a uh, sicario, which sicario just means hitman. Yeah. Wait, I thought that means the the. Didn't you just say that means to kidnap? No, sicario. Uh, sequestro is the action. So kidnapping someone. Sicario is a hitman. Wow. Okay. Because um, you know, it's crazy because uh. <laughs> My dad's fucking funny. My dad, uh, his father, my grandfather was uh, like, what do you call those? Like a bodyguard for like one of the politicians in like the local region of Puebla. Uh, really? Rest in peace, Guillermo. So, anyways, he was a uh, he was a he was like a bodyguard, like a, not a cop. He was just like a a guy who would always walk around with the children or walk with the family with the always loaded with guns. Right. The reason um, why I'm bringing this up is because his. His uncle was an actual sicario. He was an actual hitman for like, like Mexico back at the times when like before the cartels were big, because the cartels uh-huh. only got really big recently. They got organized like a few years ago, bro. Less than a hundred. Mexico's only like two hundred or something years old. It's not that old. Uh huh. And the cartels just got big recently, like uh sixty years ago. And, wow. Uh, before that, they just it was like a fuck. It was like wild west. And my uh my father just my grandfather's uncle uncle his name was sylvester sylvester was an actual paid hitman like he was an actual fucking hitman so whenever whenever he was an actual paid and there's a crazy story and i don't know if it's like pg it's too it's not pg-13 it's a little intense for like no we're definitely definitely tell the story all right but this is the story I literally always think about. If someone pisses me off, like I know that it's in my DNA. All of us, we have the capacity to go fucking wild. And I know my uncle uh-huh. is just fucking wild. So the story goes like this. My uncle Sylvester was a hitman and he used to uh, kill for the government or for who anyone could, who can afford him. And he was going around and, and like any hitman also has an organization, like a small group. 
and him and his closest friends were like it was like three or four that were like the main hitmans of that territory. My uncle Sylvester uh was killing as his job is to shoot and find the mission, get it done. And uh, some time went by and he was kind of getting out of hand so people couldn't really like tell him what to do at, at some point like whether he wanted to finish the kill or not. Like if they didn't pay up, he would he wouldn't even do it. He would just my, my uncle was like, "All right, bro, I'd rather go chill with with uh, other with other females or whatever." Anyways, my uncle Sylvester one day um he pissed off the wrong guy. Uh huh. The wrong guy basically was like, "All right, since like I can't kill you, like he was just like, oh, just watch your back." That's all he said. So my uncle Sylvester one day was like out of town or something. He went to like the DFA, like the the capital of Mexico, and during that time that he was away from home. They, uh, the guy wanted to leave my uncle Sylvester a message, so he decided to kill his like fiance at the time. And he oh my god! And he killed everyone in the house of the fiance. And there was like uh, there was like grandparents, the parents, and like aunts and uncles, and some children too, unfortunately. But there was one kid that that survived. There was one kid that hid. He hid like in like under the the staircase. There was like a little like half broken thing that he hid in there. It was just low. The little it might have been a little girl. I, I can't remember very well, but it was a little kid, and the little kid survived the 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 massacre, right? Oh my god! The so little kid survived the massacre, and my uncle Sylvester came back quickly because they he got word from it at the time. They don't have cell phones or anything, but he got word that that something had happened to the family, so he came back, and then uh, they asked the little kid. Uh, sorry, my uncle Sylvester went up to the little kid and he asked them like, "Hey, like." what happened? Tell me what's going on. And then he was like, Oh, like, how do they look like? He got all the information out of them. And he asked the neighbors and everything. Once he found out who exactly and where, who they were, my uncle Sylvester went out of his fucking way to fucking kill, not only the hitman, but they kill every single last one of like their relatives, like the bloodline. Oh my God. Bloodline. And he was like, all right. He's like, and like the last one. And like, he reminded like and he, he I think this, this is why the story like remains in our family because he reminded our family he was like hey if you're ever gonna do something make sure you do it all the way and you do it right and don't leave any witnesses and that's I was like whoa bro like that's intense bro like I wouldn't kill anybody I think I wouldn't kill anybody but the fact that this guy went to go ahead and end the bloodline of who killed his uh his like fiance's like uh family was intense bro intense. That's insane. But hold up, it, it, it ends it ends like this. So there's karma. There's always karma, bro. Uh -huh. uh, dude, my uncle eventually dude, you can't get away with that, bro. You, you think people are just gonna let you slide with that? Uh the guy who had hired uh the hitman to do that to his fiance, uh he got enough money, the guy who hired him, instead of hiring other hitmen outside, he hired him hitman within the organization. He offered like the who who can take this or who can take them down basically to pay they, he paid whatever they wanted and then uh one day he was with like his closest body like imagine you and me andy and mike rackshaw at a bar drinking and mike rackshaw gets hired and mike his buddy got hired to basically kill my uncle sylvester oh and my he was God. like hey sylvester like i i know we're in town right now but like i actually have to do a hit um I don't, and I didn't bring my gun. Could I use yours? And Sylvester was like, yeah, sure. What the hell? Like, here you go. He just gave him the gun. And he was like, I'm sorry to do this. And bomb, just killed him right then and there in the bar. 
And it was like, oh my god, bro. Sylvester, R.I.P. Homie, but unk, but uh, yeah, man. So that's a, that's why I was like, man, should I call myself Sicario? And then I thought about it. I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to manifest my uncle right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't know, man. But yeah, that that should that should give the further message to the listeners. When you're in competition, hold the submission a little longer. You know, it's okay to kill. Yeah, okay. it's okay to kill until the referee gets you off. No, 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 no. Keep okay, okay. It. Six six minutes is how long it takes. So. Hold that choke for six minutes. And <laughs> fucking kill him, bro. Oh my god. But yeah, that's Sylvester, and that's and that's why. Yeah, dude. It, anything's better. Anything's better than being in Mexico right now, bro. Fuck yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. What a fucking story, dude, man. Sylvester. R.I.P. I can't wait to have you back on the podcast, dude. That was fucking very interesting. Dude, I, I, it's always a pleasure, man. Let's uh, let's chop it up for sure again. And hopefully we'll do it after my next fight. I'm fighting in May, May 8th. I'm going to be fighting for a promotion called like Ultimate Battleground in South Carolina. What was that? Ultimate Fighting Championship, you said? <laughs> Ultimate Fighting Championship. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard. You might have heard you of might them. Have heard of them, no. Ultimate, ultimate battleground. I'm gonna fight. You want to just uh, leave a plug for the listeners? Where can they? Oh, uh, they you? can. They can at me on Instagram at Andy Jimenez MMA. You can watch my sexy stories and me post Mike Rackshawn every now and then. Give him a shout outs with his fly hoodie. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I, you know, I support. I support. Do you have a website? Not right now, bro. Not yet. But that I know that's coming. That's coming. I heard you. I heard your previous podcast that you. Eventually, had to do it because that's how you get the most t shirts. Well, I believe I listen to you right after this podcast uh-huh. is over. Right away, you're gonna make okay. a website. dude. I, I am like your, I am, I'm not like your other uh podcast, podcast cast, bro. Uh, guest, I come in and I, I like, I listen to your podcast, motherfucker. I appreciate that, man. Seriously. All right, man. But yeah, man. Anywhere else? So Instagram, anywhere yeah, else? Yeah, that's you? it. You can just find me on Instagram. You, if you really need to find me, you, you know, throw the Batman sign up. I'll come. I'll come your way. Uh, that's only for ladies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> for guys, uh, you can text. You can, you can text Mike Rackshaw. He'll give you my info. <laughs> oh, yeah. Men, women, doesn't matter. Anyone can hit. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, Mike. That's right. Oh man. Yeah. All right, man. It was awesome to have you. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Before you turn the story off, please go to my personal Instagram at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. Check out the gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. And go check out the podcast at Rambling with Frack on Instagram. Finally, got my website up. ImmortalsJujitsu.com, SultanOfStrangles.com is still in the works. If you want a t-shirt, if you want a hoodie, if you want anything else, DM me on Instagram and I'll sell you whatever you want right away. Hope you guys had a wonderful day and stay tuned for the next episode.